are we just gonna like are you gonna record and then we're just gonna like launch into it yeah sure i mean it's i got my dystopian hellscape I, uh, fuck man <laughs> I, I guess i guess this is how we're gonna do it yeah this is uh <laughs> i don't know but trump says we'll be fine by easter so I'm so sure. yeah i think it'll be fine okay Let's not lose any of this. Wait, you got to hit record before you pop that, that I'm, Coke. It's go, I'm recording. It's on. Oh, okay, fantastic. All right, pop your Coke. I'm going to pour my that Coke. Cheers, Michael. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, I, I just realized, like, we haven't fucking seen each other since the rap party of Final Dress. I know. <laughs> I know. You braved the Northland? I mean, I did. I did. Welcome, everybody. This is Terror and Tacos. Woo! I'm Cindy. And <laughs> I'm that's Michael. Michael. Um, yeah, I mean, we wrapped Final Dress. Yeah, that seems like a lifetime ago. And the very next day, I fucking jumped on a plane and went to Providence to direct a play. Yeah. And everything was going swimmingly for two weeks. Like, you know, here and there, little, you know, you know, rumors of a pandemic. Whispers. <laughs> Whispers. Um, and I've told you the story before. I mean, one of the first time I was up there, I, I, you know, made the mistake of watching a bunch of zombie movies and <laughs> then thought if, if a, a pandemic breaks out, I'm going to jump in a suburban and fucking drive back to Texas. Yeah. And I mean, I almost, I was this close to putting the plan into action this time. So insane, man. So yeah, two weeks, two weeks into rehearsal and they called it. They were like, no. And I was like, I got to get home. Uh, yeah. And so they just sent you home. Yeah, they did. They did. And, and they were, I mean, they were super understanding. Well, because, you know, they were doing a tale of two cities and I was rehearsing sweat. And then the mayor of Providence was like, we're shutting it down. Yeah. Like no more going to the theater. No more going to the movies. No more going to sports events. And, um, you know, the people of Providence really like their hockey, Michael. That's, I, I know one person from Providence, and he really likes hockey. Yeah, and so that to not see people, because there's right where, where I was staying at, where I was staying at, <laughs> there's a hockey, the Dunkin' Donuts arena is like a block away. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, and that's where all the hockey games were. And uh, to not see people out at night either going to the theater or going to the hockey game was just strange. I'm sure. And then they said, we're going to cancel Tale of Two Cities, and then we're going to, but we're going to keep doing sweat. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. I don't know. This not, it's not going to open, but okay. <laughs> right. And then the very next day, they confirmed the first case of COVID-19 on the Brown Trinity campus. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I have brown students and brown professors in my cast. And I was like, I think I need to go home. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it was even where at SMU, there was this like, they were holding on this nice cup. <laughs> they were holding on to this dream like, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll go online for a week and then we'll be back. And it was like, there's no way this is fucking happening. Right. They like, finally, finally, like a few days ago, we're like, we're done. Go online. Yeah. For yeah. So they, and they had decided we're going to keep doing sweat somehow. I, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I will direct via Skype or zoom or something. I don't right. know. And then I, I landed in Dallas and I got an email and they were like, nope, we're postponing it until the fall. 
Yeah. And uh, they shut down the campus completely in the theater. And uh, yeah, it's nuts. Like I never, I never in my life thought that we would be living through it through this time. Like, no, it's, it's crazy. It's like something you would joke about, you know, like, it's like something that you would read when you were in college that was a Stephen King novel. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Is there, is there a novel about something like this? I don't know. I hope, if, if so, I really hope they made a, a 1994 ABC miniseries about you know, it. You know who would be good? Who? Gary, Gary Sinise would be good. That guy would be fucking perfect. <laughs> If only I had a, a magic box that would tell us if something like this existed. <laughs> it was so, so clearly we watched The Stand. Yes. All, man, I don't know, six hours of it, something? I, I think I watched all of it by mistake. That's, that's amazing. Because I watched parts one and two, and then when you told me, because you were giving me updates, and I was like, oh, shit, she's, she's going all in. So yeah. I, I went back in and watched parts three and four. Um, how have, like, I've been, some days I just want to fucking lean into it, you know? Like, some days I'm like, fuck it, let's watch The Stand. Let's watch Pandemic. Right. Why right. the fuck not? Well, I think one of the first nights that I was back, I did. I was like, I'm going to watch, uh, what, what's the one with Dustin Hoffman? and? Uh, oh, yeah. It starts with a C, right? Renee, Contagion. Contagion, yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to watch Contagion. Because uh, we'd been making fun. We'd been joking while I was in Providence. I yeah. was like, let's do Planet of the Apes. Like, right. let's do, you know, the, the, the one with uh, yeah. Andy Serkis as, as, as the... The ape. The monkey. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then it all became too true. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, oh, man. Yeah, it's fucking... It's cra- I mean, it's absolutely fucking crazy. And then there are, like... People, I don't know, man. Just like, ah, it's business as usual. Right. Or people who are like, I don't believe it. I mean, right. it, the, the thing that was, I guess we should start at the beginning. Sure. The, the, par- the parallels are. Yeah. They are astounding. Is so. Cont- is Contagion Julia Roberts or is that Dustin Hoffman? It's Dustin Hoffman. Wait. Outbreak is Dustin Outbreak. Hoffman. Yes. Outbreak is Dustin Hoffman. Uh, Morgan Freeman, um, Rene Russo, mm-hmm. who, you know, what happened to Rene Russo, Michael? I don't know, man, but she's, she pops, she has like a cameo in Thor, but I hold a candle for her. Yeah, yeah, she was gorgeous. Uh, probably still is. Um, and uh, I forgot Kevin Spacey was in. Uh, oh, also. he must not be named. But he dies, so. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> No, yeah, so I guess we just, after not knowing how we were going to record together. Yeah. And then finally it was just like, fuck it. Yeah, and like Zoom, I guess, is taking over the world. So, you know, it's all there. We are really living the Jetsons now. Yeah, I mean, it's, oh, dude, it's so fucking weird. It's so weird. So, in what? Stephen King. Yeah, The Stand. Stephen King, based on one of his most famous novels, right? Uh-huh. That came out in 1978. And then they made a miniseries in 94 on ABC. And I had texted you, watching it made me nostalgic for the old network miniseries. Because mm-hmm. it's still something different than 
what, very different than, than even what's on like Netflix now, even if it shows like eight episodes, it's still a different thing, right? Very different because there are commercial breaks. Yeah, there are commercial breaks and it seems like this sort of event, right? Like yeah. you're gonna, for the next two or three days or whatever, you're going to tune in at seven o'clock and yeah. So like, I would say, I would, you know, when we were, remember when we were little and you had to wait a whole year before you could watch the Wizard of Oz? Yes. Or the Ten Commandments. The same, yeah. Or any of those things. Um, the the, the miniseries was one of those kind of like event. Things. Yeah. And they were huge. And I remember my mother was obsessed with thorn birds. The and- thorn birds. Oh, yeah. my God. So was my mom because of Richard Chamberlain. Richard Chamberlain. <laughs> the North and what South. is it with all the ladies of that, of that generation? Richard Chamberlain. There's no idea. No idea that that man did not like women. I I know. Exactly. I was like, Mom, I know. I don't know if this guy, he seems, yeah. Okay. I'm sure he would um, be a great friend. Right. Right. So anyway, the Thornbirds, that'll be another episode. That'll be another episode, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it also has to do, like I said, with the fact that it, there, there are commercial breaks. So even within like the episode that you're watching on that particular night, even within that episode, there are kind of like act buildups. Yeah, definitely. You know? um, and where, where they have to kind of like pace what you're watching before the commercial break to kind of hit. And then bring you back. And then bring you back, right? Whereas yeah. now when you can stream a thing, you don't really need that. You don't really need that pace build up to the end right. of the act until the end of the episode. You can just have the climax at the end. Yeah. So it's right. its own weird thing. Also, it, it was the, I mean, one of the few things, and we'll see, I mean, see it in the stand where it's like, we're going to have nine subplots and 10 main characters. and Okay. So this is my fir- one of my first questions for you. Okay. okay. My, well, okay. My first question is, when did you read The Stand? So I read The Stand in, I think, eighth or ninth grade. Holy shit. And did, I was going to say, and did not fucking know what I was reading. Did and it, read it again in you? What? Did it terrify you? Absolutely. It's still my, honestly, my favorite of his books. Yeah. Um, I mean. Go ahead. Because I, I love, it's like, I think it's the one time he really, I don't know, that fuses his weird good versus evil mm-hmm. and horror, and it all kind of works. I So I went back and read it in high school. The miniseries came out my senior year uh-huh. of high school. So I went back and read it again before that. I was sort of obsessed, um, and I think it made more sense that time. But yeah, it's fucking scary, and it's also like Lord of the Rings epic, you know? Yeah, it's so and, weird. And I feel like it's he actually does kind of, I think he makes it work in, in the stand. It's mm-hmm. so long. I mean, it's a, oh God, it's a long book, but. It know. is so long. I read it, you know, and I'd been a fan. I'd, I'd been reading Stephen King all through middle school, all the way up to high school. Um, I'd read The Shining and Pet Cemetery and Car- mm-hmm. all of them, right? Um, and, and then when I got to college, I read it, I read The Stand in college because, and that was like uh, eight, 90, I think I read it in like 90 or 91. And uh, it, they, had, they had re-released it. They had re, it was the next edition that was like unexpurgated or yeah, like uncut or whatever. That's when I would have been, when I would have, that's when I read it in high school, yeah. Right, and I also became obsessed. 
I was reading it and I carried it with me everywhere and it fucked me up for a little bit. Um, and I remember telling John, I remember it's like, what are you reading? And I was like, you have got to read this read, book. Yeah. I was telling everybody, you've got to read this book. It's incredible. And I also agree. I think it's his, it's his best. Yeah. Book. Like it's his most fully realized. And the thing that he does with mixing horror and, and the supernatural yeah. with kind of like these big human questions. Yeah. And I, I, it's funny because, you know, even in the Dr. Sleep movie, which, you know, seems like a lifetime ago that we hated, but mm -hmm. I mean, the last, almost the last line of that film is a reference to the stand, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, okay. So the, for those. So my, ne my next question, yeah. my next question was, it is comprehensive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the book is comprehensive. The book yeah. is huge. It's like the Bible. <laughs> it's like the Bible. I'm not, yeah. We're not exaggerating. Yeah. Um, totally worth it. An amazing read. Um, do you think, do you think that, that that is something that is translatable even into long format? I, the, that's a great question, especially because they are, they just remade it. Um, it's supposed to come out this year. I wonder if they'll postpone it now. Um, so they just remade it for like Hulu. I still, I don't, even in the mini series, which is hours and hours long, right? So long. There's, there's no way to capture everything in the book. No. And, uh, you know, that that was my thing was, you know, they, we, they spend the whole first episode, all of part one, you meet all of the main people that you have to know so that you can follow the whole story. Right. Right. You get, you get some of their backstory. Mm -hmm. uh, you meet everybody. Yeah. Um, and then it seems like by the time you get to kind of like midway through episode two, it seems like okay, we're just going to kind of like jump events. Yeah. And they, it's like they, they skip. I actually really love part one. And I think, man, and you texted me, the, the fucking Don't Fear the Reaper oh. sort of opening Good. credits is one of my favorite things. Like, yeah. it's perfect. It, um, it really is. And I, mean, I love that band and I love that song already yeah me too and it's used it's used right and like it's cool because in the book he does sort of start chapters with quote lyrics you know and yeah he references blue oyster cult so it's cool i i love that and i love i think you had said sinise is so perfectly cast as Stu mm -hmm. that i like his stuff in part one and i kind of love part one it, it is that middle that seems like, oh shit, we got to get to Colorado, Nick. Yeah, we got to we gotta start wrapping it up. We got to figure out how we're going to get to that final moment. Yeah, we're running out of time. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to see, I don't know how many episodes, oh, sorry, the Hulu thing is. So I don't, it's like, do you need eight? Do you need 10? Like how much do you need to tell the story? Because for almost what are they 90 minutes or something is still not enough it's oh no it's it it isn't you know i i realized that i watched the whole thing last night i was it's like time no longer matters yeah exactly time is like what i don't know what time is i woke up at 4 a.m the other day and was like i'm ready to start my day sure why not <laughs> why not um yeah it just it it just felt so rushed 
Yeah. And, and it's, to me, it's like those two middle parts. Another thing that, that um, I, like, I, I do want to see the new one. I hope they release it only because the, I don't like, the flag doesn't work for me in the, in the mini suit. No. And I don't really blame, I think Jamie Sheridan is the actor. I don't yeah. necessarily blame him or is it his fault? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's the mistake that they always, that, that some iterations of, of Stephen King story to movies sometimes make. Because Stephen King is in this one, folks out there in Podlandia. Like Stephen King actually has a role in the miniseries. Yeah, and he wrote the um, teleplay. Like he, right, and he's like deeply involved yeah. in, in this. And I, I really believe that sometimes when the more Stephen King is involved mm -hmm. in the making of the film or the adaptation, the less it works. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Stephen yeah, King. I because think I think it's, 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 you know, I, I can, I can, I can see where they were trying to go with casting this guy. Yeah. Where he, he, he's kind of, Kind, kind of good looking, but not super good looking. No. And he's like a shit eating grin. Yeah. And so they, they, is... they, they try to make him this kind of like, I'm just a happy go lucky. Yeah. But I'm sorry that that just, it doesn't translate. It doesn't. And, it doesn't. and even in the like, he's in his full denim, like Canadian tuxedo. Sorry, Canadians. But like, what is he doing? <laughs> he's got a mullet. Yeah, it's so, it's it's weird. I mean, and it's like there's there, there's that scene where I texted you. Oh, air mattress in the middle of the desert. Right. So, so sexy. classy, so sexy, yeah. and I, he's wearing his Canadian tuxedo. Tuxedo, and I think that's what bothers me. Is Stone wash, no less. <laughs> because even in even in the Bible, and like, look, clearly King, I mean, borrows heavily from the Bible in this. Dude, he's deeply Catholic. Yeah, and he, yes, and he borrows heavily from Tolkien, which he admits, which also borrows from the Bible. Everything borrows from the fucking Bible. Everything borrows, which the Bible in turn borrowed from. From other. Yeah. And so if you go back to the Bible or some of like the best works, like, you know, Paradise Lost, the devil is fucking awesome. Yes. And even if you look at like the witch, right? Right. It, the devil, there should be something about him if he's going to take the form of a human male, which is often the case in these kinds of things, right? Like, why wouldn't you be Mads Mikkelsen? Yes. And even <laughs> in, in the, exactly. And in the new one, it's Alexander Skarsgård. Well, there you go. Who is, you know, freakishly good looking. That's what I was thinking yesterday. I didn't yeah. know it was a Skarsgård. But I was like, if I were going to make it today, the first person I thought of was Mads Mikkelsen. And which is perfect. And there's also something, I think, with Mads Mikkelsen and with Skarsgård, there's some foreign in... It's those in, Danish. Yes, in, in like the best sense. Like, yeah. obviously, their English is probably better than ours and all that. Right. But there's just something a little detached about it, right? Uh-huh. And I think, to me, that is, if you have Mickelson or Skarsgård, is like incredibly good looking. Right. Somewhat removed. Right. Because I was like, dude, the guy who plays Larry is a fucking rock star, right? The character right. of Larry is a rock star. Nadine, we're just all over the place, but yeah, it does, yeah. the idea is like Nadine is sort of this horror Babylon type. Right. Like Larry is 
equally good looking and is a rock star. Um, Larry was better looking. Yeah, and seems like Flag. a good guy. And, and so I'm like, so what is it about Flag that, and if it's not appearance, although I'm like, if you could pick any form, why wouldn't you be Alexander Skarsgård? Right, um, or why wouldn't you be Charlize Theron? You exactly. Know, you know what I mean? Right? Um, I, if, if it's not, if it's not physically appealing, right? Then, then it has. Then you have to have that weird sex appeal mm-hmm. thing. You have to have a thing. And I'm like, hey, listen, I'm not saying that Tom Cruise is not good looking. Tom Cruise is very good looking, right? But I think the what Tom Cruise has is that thing that we always talk about. Exactly. Where it's like that man's know, power comes beyond. It's beyond his looks. It's from. It's it's from within somewhere, yes. and like, so. You have to have that. It's like those, yeah, when we've talked about it, it's like those very, very few actors who just come on screen and you're like, what the fuck? Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. And Sam, and like, Sam Rockwell. Exactly. And yeah, and like, because like if you go back to Dracula, I mean, why not? Obviously. Always. Obviously, Oldman is the appealing one. I mean, Keanu's a great looking cat, but like, Oldman is this thing. Right. And it's like, to me, Flag could be so fucking badass. Right. And I don't get. I don't understand why they cast that guy. With him. And I'm those who don't know, Randall Flag is the sort of devil figure in this. Yeah. So I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I am unanimous in this. I think it's because Stephen King had something to do with the casting. Yeah. And he's probably. yeah, in the book, he, in the book he, flag wears jeans. Okay. Yeah, and it's like he has to have like a shit eating next door. Like, I, I don't know that, and and nothing against this guy. I've seen him in other things, yeah, and he's, he's fine. fine. Yeah, but to me, he's he's just he's not Randall Flagg. No, and I it, it's I mean you you start and I love that you start in the, and in the book it's longer and stuff like where he's just the bird. You yeah. Know? And it's yeah. like, these are the cool things. Also, you know, sort of his counterpart on the good side is, is Mother Abigail. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she, who is played by Ruby D in this, she's a 106-year-old black woman, right? That's sort right. of Mother Abigail's thing. Um, and uh, she has so much more power than him. Oh, absolutely. Just sitting in her rocking chair. Yeah, I mean, the woman just has, yeah, exactly. Just sitting in the rock, she has so much presence. Yeah, and so that to me never, never works. It never um, quite worked. Yeah. Uh, so, and, then, and then you've got, uh, you've got um, um, Rob Lowe. Yeah. Playing Nick, right. right? And I'm sorry, I mean, if you have Rob Lowe in a movie, <laughs> And he's not the hero or the villain. Right. Your hero and your villain better fucking be better than Rob Lowe. Yeah. Or better and, looking, you know? And, and like, that's not, really hard to find. How do you, how do, you do that? I have this theory, Aspen and I were talking about it, because I also watch, um, watch Parks and Rec a lot, and Rob Lowe is on that, and he's still just ridiculous looking. And I always have this theory that anyone in a scene with Rob Lowe's inner monologue, monologue is like, holy shit, I'm doing a scene with Rob Lowe. Yes, I like I I'm watching Rob Lowe, and my inner monologue is holy shit. I'm watching Rob Lowe. Like, how does this person exist? Yeah, this is not fair. It's not fair at all. What did you think about? So you know, you have on Rob Lowe, Gary Sinise, and then I would say Molly Ringwald as Franny. 
are sort of like, you yeah, know. Yeah, the, the trifecta. Yeah, and I mean, you have obviously other characters. Uh, the guy who plays Larry, you know. That's like, right. to me, the fellowship of the ring, basically. What did you right. think about Ringwald? This was like, you know, post, um, you know, uh, Breakfast Club. On and news and all that stuff. Okay, now first, you've got to know that my love for Ringwald will never die. Um, she she is you know she is of a certain for women of a certain generation me she is always going to be the analog like she's going to be one of one of the analogs for us but I don't think it was her best work no and it seems um sorry I have a kitty teeny has joined hi teeny Nice work, Teeny. Um, yeah, it's it's a. I mean, I, I was like, I kind of like that she took the role. I feel like it was, you know, sure. she can't play a teenager forever, you know. Right. I'll have black hair and be totally different. Exactly. I love that I can see the top of Teeny's head. <laughs> Teeny, Teeny's in the hellscape. Um, yeah. So I get, I get why she did it, and and I get why she was cast. You know. Right. It's funny because also a lot of her scenes are with Sinise and Teeny. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. She's knocking stuff off of stuff. Um, yes. And Sinise is fucking doing the work, man. I mean, he's just a guy. He's an actor. Yeah. I mean, Molly Ringwald's an actor, but they're very yeah, different Gary kinds Sin- of actors. I mean, like Gary Sinise is yeah. one of the founders of Steppenwolf Theater. Yeah, man. I mean, this, this dude in Malkovich, like, you know, come on. And um, honestly, that was my first, that was my introduction to Gary Sinise. Oh, yeah. And, and he's great. And so it's kind of like, I love his scenes with Ray Walston. Because mm-hmm. uh, you're like, oh, these are just two fucking pros. Masters. And right. it's weird when Molly Ringwald and that fucking Parker Lewis kid. Oh, my God. What is he doing? So what, what did you think of, 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 I can't remember his name. It's like he's got a weird name, Corin Nemec. Corin Nemec, yeah, that's yeah. the Parker Lewis kid. Uh, Parker Lewis can't lose. Who's the Panberger partner of Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Absolutely, he's right. Panberger partner. Yeah. Um, so the, kids uh, in in the nineties, in the late eighties, in the nineties, there was a show called Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Right. And it was about basically it was a ripoff of Ferris Bueller yeah. that they couldn't be Ferris Bueller. So his name was Parker Lewis yeah. and it was a TV show. And this is a kid. So when I was reading the book in college um, and, and it says in the book that Harold is overweight. That's a huge part. He's overweight and pimply. Uh-huh. And that's part, because over time he, he loses weight, his skin clears up, you know, because yeah. he's right. Um, and, I just don't think it works to put this kid, who's clearly a good-looking kid. Absolutely. He was just, the lead of his own television show. Right. Uh, to just kind of draw four pimples on his face. Right, and put him in Adidas sweatpants, which is basically my fucking uniform for the apocalypse, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're doing well. Um, Thank you. Yeah. It I, like, it just, I'm like, that's not enough. It's ha- not enough. And, and again, look, I, I get... <clears throat> King, obviously, I don't know, you know, I don't know enough about the man's youth, but he generally has a character who is overweight or does not, is, is horrified by his own physical appearance. He's the, right? he's the misfit. And, and then, like, the transformation happens. You see it, right. in, you see it in a bunch of, in Stand By Me or The Body. Um, right. And, yeah, Coronemic, it's like, 
again, it, it's as dumb as fucking ta- the girl takes her glasses off and, oh, she was oh, pretty she's hot. Suddenly she was hot out along. Yeah. So there are some weird casting choices. But I mean, it's like I understand why they had to make them because yeah. it isn't, it's a made for TV. Yeah. And so they're casting people who already have television appeal. Mm-hmm. It's like, how, how, do we, how do we not lose the youths right. Right, on right. these nights? Let's just cast the kid who plays Parker Lewis. Yeah, the, the kids love Parker Lewis. We'll get mm-hmm. Molly Ringwald for the slightly, slightly older group because, you know, right. at that time we were in our late teens and 20s. Right. Uh, yeah. And um, so those are, I mean, those are sort of like the, the problems with the miniseries. Uh, right. I do love Kathy Bates' fucking cameo. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And again, you're like, oh, it's Kathy Bates. You know, did you spot Joe Bob Briggs? Yes. Playing, playing the, Joe Bob. the Texas Ranger playing. Jo- yeah. Joe Bob, the Texas Ranger. Okay. So let's talk about Joe Bob, not specifically Joe Bob Briggs, but the thing I did love about it, rewatching it now amidst the fucking situation that we're in is in the book. And even in the miniseries, some of the things that I had not really thought about were so shockingly dead on right how things are being handled right now did you find that as well oh my god beginning beginning with um i mean the very opening of the miniseries where the soldier uh he he runs out of the he just he leaves the base to go get his family Uh and in leaving the base just fucks it up for yeah. everybody um the the part where they finally get to arnett yeah this in east texas yeah in east texas and people are kind of like i mean they don't know they don't know what's going on okay so i, I guess we should say the the miniseries opens in an army base mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. where they're doing testing for things yeah and there's a call comes in to like the 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 the, the little kiosk or whatever, yeah. where the main, I don't the guy know. guy who like mans the gate. Yeah, the guy who mans the gate gets a phone call from someone inside the base and he's like, close the gates, close the gates. And he's like, why, what's going on? He was like, just close the gates. And so the fucking soldier, yeah. instead of closing the gate, goes to get his family and brings his family back and then takes off, just yeah. takes off and yeah. is already infected. Yes, and, and so he is, they have been experimenting on a thing that has created a virus. Right, and they call and it the super flu. They call it the super flu, and then the Captain West Coast names be, name becomes Captain Trips. Captain Trips. Because you know those Californians. Yeah, and so they make it all the way, I don't know where this army base is, but they make it all the way to Arnett, Texas, in yeah. East Texas, and they, the car break, they, I mean, he, it doesn't break down. He fucking crashes into a gas station, a gas station where Gary Sinise's character, yeah. Stu works and comes in contact with basically everybody in Arnett uh-huh. and the, 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 the general, the, the army, uh, led uh, by Ed Harris, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> They basically find out, okay, he went to Arnett. We got to put this town on lockdown. Yeah. And they. So as soon as they start, the citizens of Arnett, especially Joe Bob, right, begin to figure out what's <clears throat> going on and the military starts coming in, 
they eat, they start lying about whether they've been exposed or about whether they went to Arnett and just kind of in denial. Yes. And, and at the same time, you have the government making up complete bullshit. Oh right. my God! The press, the press conference. I, I think I texted you. Yeah. The press conference that Ed Harris gives after it's like it's already happening. Like people are fucking dead. Yeah. And people are going like, "What is going on?" Because now it's everywhere. Right. Um, and Ed Harris, as the general, is giving this press conference, and they're asking him, "What about this super flu?" And he goes, "It doesn't exist. I don't right. know what you're talking about. There's right. no such thing as as the super flu." Right. And I just, I freaked out. I was like, yeah. oh my God, like this, it's insane. Yeah. The, the parallels between what is happening right now in the United States mm -hmm. and, you know, and we're making light of it and we're kind of laughing and we're criticizing the, the casting of the show and, sure. and all that stuff. But it's horrifying. It is. It is absolutely horrifying. And to me, the scariest things, even if flag doesn't work, you know, the scariest right. things are the complete and utter bullshit that the government feeds its people. The fact that they essentially destroy the press, right? Kathy Bates kind of represents the free press and she gets fucking shot on air on mm -hmm. her radio show. And yeah. like, those things are terrifying to me. And, and another thing I think that King does really well in the book, and I think it comes through somewhat in the miniseries, is the idea that this pandemic, whether we're dealing with God and the devil or whatever, is like, we show who we actually are. Right. And I, I think that's why Larry, the character, exists, is because Stu is clearly a good, a quote-unquote good man. Franny is a good woman. Larry's kind of a dick, Right. He's a rock star. He's arrogant. He takes money from his mother. He's right. clearly been a shitty son. And in this moment, you see, like, Larry, deep down, is a good man. Yeah. And, and I, to me, like, even just being online on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, it's so easy to spot, like, you're a fucking terrible person. Yeah. And it's like, it's like your joke, like, to me, joking about it, it's like, this is how we deal with it. Just like complete fucking disregard for right. other people that I have. Right. Seen. Or the, the, the people that have gone to their local dollar store or whatever and bought out the entire store yeah. of toilet paper and hand sanitizer with the intention of selling it at, at, an, at a higher rate, at a higher price. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. What the fuck? And so, yeah. The, and, and that's something that the book does really well, where it's like it, it does become kind of like you are going. OK, so. So we meet this group of people from all over the country, mm -hmm. Stu, Franny, Harold uh, and Larry from New York, yeah. uh, all of these people. And this this super flu has broken out. And so that's the science part of it. Right. Amidst all of this, and people are dying, there are, this is for those of you who don't know the stand, there are a few people, uh, and when I say a few, I mean relative, you know, it's like because the population's being wiped out, but there's like a few people who 
are not dying. They are not being, they're not, they're immune to the flu somehow. And these people are having dreams Mm -hmm. and they, they are either dreaming of mother Abigail right, or they are dreaming of flag. And some of them are dreaming of both. Right. Um, And they have to make a choice. I get it. And I guess that's, I guess that's the big, that's it. That's the big existential question, right? Are you a Colorado person or are you a Vegas person? Right. It sort of comes down because Mother Abigail starts in Nebraska and then has to move to Colorado. Right. And they, she says, and she's calling to them. She's like, yeah. come to me, blah, 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 blah. So they're all making their way to either Nebraska or Colorado or to Vegas. Right. Um, and, you know, separating the goats from the sheep, sheep. I guess, is what we're doing. Yeah. And and some of them are having a, a crisis of conscience, I guess, because yeah. they're dreaming of both. Like even Nadine. Yes, I think Nadine is sort of torn, right? Yeah, like from the beginning, she has been told she's been getting these these dreams where she is supposed to go to Flag. Mm-hmm. So Nadine and Larry meet in New York, in New York, in yeah. Central Park after like people have died, and they they realize that they're both having the same dream but Nadine holds back a little bit Nadine doesn't tell Larry that that she's also that he's that she's been dreaming of flag right and that flag has been telling her you belong to me yeah like you're my bride mm-hmm. um and so she's pulled towards that dark side I guess right. but there is a part of her that doesn't that doesn't want to do it Right. That wants to go with Larry to go with with um, Mother Abigail. Yeah. Right. Um, so I guess I guess that was I guess that I don't and I don't know. I don't quite know how to phrase the question where it's. So we've got this this kind of like total if we did the stand and it was just the science part, if it was just like this super flu breaks out, uh-huh. people are dying like then we would have something like contagion or outbreak or something right. like that. And I guess it works. Sure. I guess it does work. But we've got this, this extra added element and I, I don't call it's not supernatural, but it, what is it? What do you call it? Like spiritual? Yeah. I mean, to me it's, it is spiritual or, or, or biblical. I mean, I, you know, yeah, spiritual, like flag is clearly a devil figure Right. Um, and so you have you have this science sort of wipes out the world in its own like biblically. I was think I don't know why I was I'm just thinking about the sort of religious aspects of it. It's almost like the flood. But there are there's a, these groups of people. And so he has this science, the virus and the way he handles it, I think, is shockingly on point. No, I mean, there's a whole chapter in the book, chapter eight. And yeah. I posted it this morning that tells you exactly how, how a pandemic works. Right. And, and it, it, it's very accurate, yeah. scientifically accurate. King has clearly done more research than, you know, the fucking president of the United States. Jeez. Um, so, he, yeah, he has that. But then he very much goes like, because, you know, King does sort of lean to this. There is good and there is evil. Some people are clearly one or the other and then others have to make a choice, like you said. But I do think the combination of those two things is what makes the book um, special. I really, yeah. really do. That he's, he somehow pulls it off. Right. Um, and, and 
it's to me that doesn't always work it doesn't i think he tries in at least in the movie of dr sleep to sort of do something like that and to me it doesn't work but it, in the novel the in the stand it does it does work it does work and i think it goes back to that thing that you were talking about a little while ago about in in times of crisis you 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 choose who you're going to be or yeah. or you like your real who you are comes comes out my sister my sister was telling me um you know next to all these fucking people who are like buying all the hand sanitizer and all the toilet paper and all which is insane to me absolutely um she was telling me that she went to walmart yesterday in her town and there was a a man just like a middle-aged guy uh in the parking lot of walmart with a truck full of toilet paper and paper towels, and he was giving it away to senior citizens. Good for him. But only to senior citizens. Good, yeah. You know, um, and I was like, it's, it's stuff like that that makes me go, oh, okay, there, there are going to be people, it's like not at, at the risk of getting mushy or whatever, like Mr. Rogers would say, yeah. like, look, look for the heroes, right? Yes. Look for the helpers. Yes. Um, and it's good to know that there are, that there will be helpers. Right. Um, and then at the same time, you have people in power, some in power, some just following those in power, saying, you know, old people should be left to die so the economy doesn't get can fucked you up. Be- can you believe that shit? I, you know, I just... It's the I most think, insane fucking, yeah. it's fucking insane. Yeah, for those of you not who are not from Texas who listen to us, our illustrious Lieutenant Governor, Dan, Dan Patrick, Patrick uh, just basically said, you know, old people should be willing to sacrifice. Yeah. And said they would, and I'm like, the, 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 yeah, the, 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 the. That they would. Yes, and, and it's like, oh, all you care about is money. It, it's, and. I mean, I do, I, I think that's, I think that's the power of, of the stand in that, like you said, there's the guy handing out the, the toilet paper to senior citizens. And then there's a Lieutenant governor telling us money is more important than your parents or your grandparents. Right. And it's, and, and you show who you are. These fuckers are showing who they are. Um, it's, uh, it's fucked up. And, um, Hey man, we're living it. We're living it. It's, yeah. Isn't that, it's fucking crazy. It's so crazy. And even though, like, even though the uh, COVID-19 is not as bad as Captain Trip. Right. Um, it, it, you know, the, the, the rate at which people are catching it is like the apex is a lot um, shorter than, than we, we previously thought. Right. Um, so there are, so many, I mean, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse before it it's, gets better. And people will continue to ignore it. I mean, it's the, the, you know, we obviously live in Dallas and Dallas is essentially, you know, shut down in the way that a lot of places are, right? You can mm-hmm. still get pickup food, you know, to go or, or whatever, those things. And then, but we border Collin County, Dallas County borders Collin County, right? Which is Plano and Frisco and Allen. And Collin County decided, all businesses are essential. So fucking 15, 20 minutes from here, nobody's doing anything. Right. Did you hear, I mean, did you like, did you read verbatim how that asshat said it? No, I didn't. It's so ridiculous. He's like, we're going to, it's, um, 
only essential businesses are going to remain open. And we believe that all businesses are essential. Oh. So basically, you're not doing anything. You're not doing, fuck off. Like, it's. It's with like double talk. Right. It's insane. I, I was thinking, I was like, you know, I got to teach online tomorrow. And I was like, oh, it's a shame that we have already finished our 1984 unit. I think my students probably appreciate it a little more now. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, it's. It, there's even this idea of like, teaching online, which I'm fine with. And I, I just, I mean, I'm excited to at least see my students just to know that they're okay. Yeah. But even that seems like in some ways, like playing fucking music on the deck of the Titanic, you know? And I tell myself like, well, you just got to keep doing these things. To maintain to a maintain sense of sense. normalcy. Yeah. 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 Because what else are we going to do? I mean, yeah. and then on the other, like I was talking to a friend this morning and on the other end of it, I mean, it's terrible what's happening, but there things have slowed down. Yeah. And I am uh, cooking a lot. That's great. Eating really well. Yeah, that's awesome. I repotted all of my plants. Yeah. Um, I'm making compost. Who am I, Michael? I don't know. I mean, this is you and you're becoming your true self in the apocalypse. I am becoming my true yeah. self in the apocalypse. On the other hand, I taught myself garage band. So that's where I'm at. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I will have a garden and you will make music. Yeah. And so I, it's, um, yeah. And I, I like, I do, you know, I do want to see my kid, the students, and I want to make sure everyone's okay. But like, the idea like you would fucking fail somebody right now is just like, go fuck yourself. I know. It's ridiculous. Go fuck yourself. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I also have to teach. And I'm like, I need, they're like, you need two grades, two grades per week. I'm like, okay. The first grade is that you acknowledge that I gave you the assignment. Great. Just say, I, I got I, the assignment. You got a hundred. Like, yeah, perfect. That's I mean, it. I, you know, I... And, Go, I, yeah, I have kids who, who had to come back, empty their dorms, and then go to other states. Yeah. And I'm like, if the kid from California doesn't get on Zoom at 7 a.m., I'm not fucking failing him. Right. Right. Like, they live in that crazy time zone. Like, what? No. Yeah. Fucking A, man. Also, just side note, can you imagine... <laughs> I mean, gone off to college and like you're just getting in the fucking swing and then you got to go home and stay with your parents. Oh, man. <laughs> man, that is a buzzkill. Yeah, man. That is can't a... see your boyfriend or girlfriend. Can't drink. You know? no, can't watch porn. Can't watch porn. Can't stay I, up. You know, Dante's in D.C. And um, lucky him. And yeah. uh, I, I called him immediately and I was like, hey, can you... I would really like for you to come home. Come home, sure. And he's like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm working from home. We're we're being safe, and uh, but I think it was mostly he's an adult man and yeah. he can do whatever he wants. But yeah. I think it was mostly the thought of I I can't I can't live with you and dad. Yeah, I love you, but I love you, but I will stick it out with my yeah. room. Yeah, where I can kind of do whatever the fuck I want. Exactly. Um, have you had tacos at least? I have. I had tacos on tortillas that I made by hand. Man, that is fucking hardcore. 
Yeah, it is. I was like, it's time. It's time for me to do it. I've been cooking like all the stuff that my mom made when I was a kid and just brought me to the realization yet again that my mother was a fucking badass. Right. Um, feeding all of us. That's you know, awesome. All um, 27 of you or whatever. All 27 of us. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I ate uh, yesterday. I had, I made guiso. Nice. And uh, my downstairs neighbor, uh, Stephen Walters, he made flour tortillas. Is Stephen living downstairs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stephen Walters lives downstairs. I didn't know that. That's yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we have kind of like a compound here. That's nice. Yeah. And John, Rob McCullum, and Stephen Walters downstairs, and Nikki and Aaron, Aaron Robert in the back. In the back. And so, I think, and we've been like, you know, I will give them guiso. They will give me tortillas. We've right. been like trading things and planting things and, and, um, Aaron has a shotgun. So I think we're going to be fine. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want to, Aaron is the person to be with if the fucking zombies or cannibals come. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. We Aspen made breakfast tacos the other day. So that was nice. I, it's funny, like, I, 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 I went to the grocery store when I knew it was coming, right? Yeah. Because we had to, like, shut down and then we had to, like, uh, shelter in place. Right. And I was like, the shelter in place is coming we looked at doing the like curbside pickup or delivery and they're like two weeks. And I was like, okay, I gotta fucking put on my rubber gloves and go out into the world. And there, it was crazy, man. There were people trying to trade like barter in the grocery store. Like I'll get, cause so, so many things were wiped out. So like, I'll give you these beans if you give me this. And then there was a dude walking around sort of just kind of yelling, does anybody have a bag of rice? And I was like, I, this is it. Like, I am, this is fucking, this is the, the movie. But here's what I don't understand. Right. Um, if, if, if there's anything that this fucking country has a lot of. It's shit in a grocery store. It's shit in a grocery store. Yeah. We will always have shit in a grocery store. I know. Store. It's, like, there's, the f- food is plentiful. Plentiful. It's so fucking, it's so crazy. And, and I mean, we just, I just went to get like a few things and like, honestly, you know, some stuff to cook. I don't cook. I'm terrible. But Aspen was like, get these things and then we can make some stuff. And then honestly, a lot of it was just like comfort bullshit, like an ice cream. And I was like, well, Cokes and a carton of cigarettes. Right. Um, But I was like, yeah, you see, it's like you say, you see these people like, I'm going to buy 30 of everything. And it's just like, what a what the fuck is wrong with you? It's nuts. But that, that experience is like, this, this is like something, this is like something out of a movie where right. you, I think you might've posted this where like every time you've watched an apocalypse movie, you're always like, no one would react like that. And then you're like, Oh shit. Oh shit. I'm sorry yeah. to those movies. Yeah. I haven't quite turned into Emily Blunt and anthropology. You, you know, yeah, I'm trying, like I try every morning to get up and put on my best dress <laughs> and do my hair before I go out and forage. Uh, but I haven't been successful. <laughs> uh, put on my most expensive dress. Yes. Um, but I might, you know, North Park is closed down, so I may go. I may go loot the loot North Park. Oh, yeah. That- uh, yeah, and, for my and, you know, get, some, get some hanging lanterns for your living room. <laughs> I just I don't know where I'm gonna get grape leaves to serve dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh man, I miss you, dude. I miss you too. Crazy. We, we got to keep doing this for as yeah. long as we can. Definitely. Um, and maybe next week we'll just, we'll just do a horror movie. We won't even talk about the apocalypse. right, right. Uh, but it, people, you got, you got, you should watch the stand or read it. You have time. You have time. Uh, you have time. This is a great. I mean, if you're one of those people who can lean into it, some people I know it upsets. But like, right. this is a, a great time to read a really long book. You know, right. And it's his best. I yeah. really do believe that. I think so, too. I saw, when I was in Providence, I saw Invisible Man. How was, did you like it? I did. I, okay. I mean, I, I'm not, I was not like, oh my gosh, this is like the greatest retelling of a universal monster story I've ever seen. But it was interesting. Cool. And, and uh, I, I liked it. So many, this is my mini review because clearly you can't get to go see it right now. Right. So I'm just going to say, for me, the I mean, it's Elizabeth Moss. She's fantastic. Yeah. Um, the movie works when when the director like really leans into pointing the camera at an empty space in the room and creating dread. Cool, that way, right? The more CGI we got, the worse it gets. The less I believed it. Okay. I got into it, but I, I really, there were lots of moments in the movie where she kind of just like, I'm pointing the camera at this corner and let's see what happens. And that's cool. That was really interesting. So that, that was fine. I also watched 47 meters down. Yeah, oh man. Why are they going that far down, Christy? I have no idea. Cause they're <laughs> idiots. God <laughs> damn it. Paula, don't Paula, go to the cave. Don't swim with the sharks, man. Don't swim with the sharks. So that one is like, it's no crawl. Okay. But, um, but it was pretty good. It's got some good jump scares. It's That's pretty good. That's cool. I, yeah. I, I mean, I need to, it's been funny. Like I haven't, I've watched The Stand, but I need to get back. Uh, we've been very sort of comedy heavy and documentary heavy. During yeah. But I need to Me like. Too. I'm watching Tiger King right now. Yeah. Ooh. That's, I just started. Dude, what the fuck? You cannot make that shit up. That's fucking crazy. You can't make that shit up. No. It's insane. So, yeah, I'm going to finish watching that. But I'm really into the creature feature right now. Okay, that's cool. I don't know. If you want, I don't know what you, what, what do you want to watch for next time? Do we want to? Let's pick a creature feature. We'll, okay. You know, we can figure it out from here. Okay. Well, I'll, we'll, we'll text. Yes, and then see each other via Zoom. Yeah, maybe next time I'll make my own makeshift uh, backdrop. <laughs> apocalypse backdrop since I don't have a fancy enough computer to just pick one from, from the... I don't even know if it's the computer. I, I think it's because I'm stealing my university's Zoom account and it's the oh, best nice. thing you can get. <laughs> nice, um, nice. Just a joke, SMU. Um, yeah. cool. All right, well, we will talk soon, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Nope. see Peace. you. Thanks for joining us. All right. I'll talk to you soon, Chrissy. Bye. Bye.